0: Do remiss. Do remiss? No. I do miss playing fantasy football. But. Hey, hey. Not keeping track of football has been kind of a stress reliever.
1: Word. I'm
2: still in both of mine. This game was supposed to be good. Um, Jotun is free on Epic right now. Jotun?
0: Not Jotun.
2: Jotun. Excuse me. Oh, Come <clears throat> on, man. Maybe it's Yogging, Maybe the J is silent.
0: Jotunheim. <laughs>
3: Really need to see Watchmen. Uh
0: you if we have time you should talk about it then so that you can convince us to watch it.
2: Yep. Oh we're uh we're caught up on Mandalorian, Andy. I'm caught up on <coughs> Mandalorian. My
0: but my friend here is not, so.
3: Yes. No. That's correct. Saying, I am your friend and I am not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> JJ is if it Once it's all out, so like wait till the end of the year, it might be worth a Disney Plus subscribe for a month to watch it.
3: Oh, I have access to a Disney Plus subscription. The issue is that there's too many other things. Hm.
0: I don't, I haven't seen Watchmen, but maybe this is a debate for the, or the, hello, welcome Hit to one episode, episode yeah. 185, yeah, we, we Were Gamers, where we begin with a debate. Yes. J- JJ? Andrew? Hello? Uh Michael, hello. In this corner. Uh-huh. So, so Michael, without spoilers, you've got Mandalorian and JJ, yep. without spoilers, you've got Watchmen. Yes. Ding ding. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't say the thing because the guy that has the voice will sue us.
2: <laughs> you I, know what I mean? Oh. If he li- if he's listening to our podcast, thank you, sir. Oh, and, indeed And thank <laughs> us and maybe send us the ability to say let's get
0: you okay everybody yeah. filled it in we're good i don't go ahead
1: yeah <laughs> we, all, we all know
0: all
3: right, i don't so, even watch the show and i know so
0: michael come out with the right right hand jab what me what okay we just talking about it we recorded it, it. it. we there's not enough time there's just not enough and, you know, some of us want to catch up on Gundam shows and other things that are not worth our time. JJ and I have to watch this Star Trek stuff for this other podcast we decided to do because we're smart. We are smart, and Star Trek is good. <laughs> there are they're not enough hours, man. No, there aren't. So uh, I am caught in the middle. I'm currently in the Mando camp because I have kids, and so I have Disney+. Plus. I don't currently have HBO. Come on, man. Let, line it up for us. Tee off.
3: I literally can't explain to you why Watchmen is so good or I ruin why it's so good.
2: Oh, oh man.
0: I mean, show is, is, that is the most
3: deflating version here of is, what we've gone here through Here is here – is the show builds on the comic book universe, not the movie universe. Thank goodness. And, and okay. T- okay. And it takes place about 20 or 30 years after the end of the comic books. All the events of the comics are canon.
0: Okay, so Great. Uh, there's no sp- oh, god is there really a sp- can we-
3: and 19 We can talk about the spoilers, spoilers of a comic book from the 1980s. No, okay. we can talk about it. Okay. It's <laughs> fine. So the go fake- buy a copy of Watchmen on shelves now DC you're welcome.
0: Uh yeah. <laughs> you are welcome. Uh he- okay. So the purple fake monster happened.
3: Absolutely it did. Yes. Adrian Veidt, Ozymandias tried to kill everyone as a mad scheme in order to save the world from the Cold War. That happened. It worked. Dr. Uh, Manhattan
0: is still alive Do- somewhere.
3: Dr. Manhattan screws off to Mars or wherever. And yeah.
0: So we know he's on Mars but and still alive probably.
3: But does the he age? Who can say? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so- the show takes place mostly in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You find that out in the first episode. And then it is... Uh, it, not unrelated to the scene, the stuff from the first, uh, the comics, but it is like you don't. If you didn't know what happened in the comics, you will eventually learn, and the they will tell you the stories that you need to know.
1: Oh, okay.
0: okay. So you don't need to read the Watchmen. Although I really
1: maybe think you, you should,
3: should read Watchmen. Should read I mean, Watchmen. Everyone yeah, should. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe I, you should read it anyway.
0: <laughs> there's there's a growing segment of me. That in in real reality, not in in, I grew up reading comics reality, thinks that kids in high school should be reading some of these books.
3: There is a disturbing – so, I was talking with some coworkers about this show, Watchmen. uh, And a lot of people – I don't know, maybe this is a a topic here. Strictly speaking about the comics now, uh, y'all read that book, right? Of course. Yes. Okay. Would you say that Rorschach is the hero of that book? Anti-hero? That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, maybe, right? And definitely not like heroic or really. So good the heroic
0: characters don't exist is the point of that book, right? Like maybe the owl dude is the hero, uh, mm, but he's like pretty well, was, ineffectual. Was and the also, hero? Yeah, maybe. The book, yeah. right? Like, yep. That it's right. kind of the point is like we're re- we're reduced to Rorschach being our protagonist. And the person we root for, but maybe the guy that, you know, beats people bloody in prison because he gets thrown in prison because he's bad and does yeah. things that are illegal. Yeah. Isn't the hero hero, I guess.
3: Yeah. Uh So my coworker uh, that we were talking with had the opinion that he's like, oh, Rorschach was the good guy at the end. And I was like, hmm that is was a spicy the guy at the end. <laughs> that is a, that is a take. <laughs> that is a spicy take on how that character ends. I think maybe he didn't remember the end mm-hmm. of that book. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, whether the morality of, you know, Rorschach black, no black and white, right. It's only black and white, no gray areas, that whole unwilling to compromise thing, not necessarily portrayed as a good thing. Uh, anyway, I think it was interesting. Uh, and I enjoy that a lot of the, the mythos of this TV show takes what that stuff happened in the books and it's like, all right, that happened over there. You know, it's not, we're not talking about that right here directly necessarily. And then you just sort of see bits and pieces of it come in uh, as the show goes along. It's really good.
0: Nice. Okay. All right. So an expanded universe done well with what I've heard is real history thrown in.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. There's uh, there is a lot of real U.S. history going on in this show, as well as the okay, you know, the fictional universe stuff as well.
0: Okay. Uh, attention to
3: detail, high low Game of Thrones level, which <laughs> is a, a whole nother thing. I say there there weren't any Starbucks cups in the scene, as far as I know. Okay. Um, but there's definitely a lot of, if you know what happens in the comic books, you're going to pick up on a lot of stuff before they explicitly talk about it. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, the stuff is there. You know, there's there's a bunch of weird references to, like, Dr. Manhattan before they actually talk about who that character is. You see him on the screen. Robert Redford is the president. All kinds of stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actual Robert Redford or Robert Redford the actor?
3: Yeah, uh, the actor robert redford in the universe became the president and has been president for 30 years
0: my god that's amazing wow
3: yeah it's pretty good I uh, anyway people who watch that show i it is uh it is not tv you can just put on and enjoy because you have to pay attention i think okay, uh, or at so least it's not by the end of it you certainly do
0: uh, you haven't seen Walking Dead, as noted on this podcast multiple times.
3: Well, I watched it like the first two se- or three seasons, then I was like, no more
0: of this. Comparatively, uh, this is a dark universe, much like Walking Dead is a dark universe. It's a comic book adapted pretty closely. Uh, yeah, I
3: wouldn't. I wouldn't show this to kids.
0: Okay, I wouldn't show Walking Dead to kids. So that's my so- that's my direct comparison here. Where do you see the failings of Walking Dead not represented in Watchmen?
3: Watchmen so far, I mean, I guess uh, the season finale is next week as we're recording this. So uh, I don't know the end, but there have only been eight episodes so far. And there has not been the problem that Walking Dead has where it felt like they're just kind of meandering around and doing shocking things to be shocking. Okay. All right. They have... It is very clear that they had a story, they started there, and now it is starting to come around in the last few episodes of the, this is the full circle here, you really, now you're finding out what was actually going on.
2: Well, when you have a, a smaller number of episodes to build your story arc into, you don't have to pad it with filler.
3: Exactly. And HBO. this is like, yeah, th- this is the epitome of like, HBO, we're doing one season, look at this thing.
2: Yeah.
0: My and, God. Uh, I'm going to venture a guess to say, might be the strength of the Mandalorian. But Michael, I think JJ's got you in the corner a little bit. You had your face protected. Your hands were up. You took a few bad body shots <laughs> here. Can you guys tell I watch, watched Creed 2 this week? Ding, ding, round two. <laughs> I did. I really did, actually. I watched Creed 2. It I popped up me on, me my, cr- on my Prime. That movie is supposed to be really good. Uh, So, okay. Ta- tangent. Because we were gamers. <laughs> a podcast about tangents. Oh, hey, we mentioned the name of the podcast 20 minutes in. <laughs> um, Did you watch the first one, either of you? Creed? I still have not seen it. It is on my <sighs> list. I definitely saw it, but it was like on a plane or something. Ah, okay. So there's, uh, we can speak structurally about these films without spoiling anything really, I guess, um, because the premise is clear, right? His name is Creed. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's Creed's son, mm-hmm. and they're both written by Sylvester Stallone. Both of those movies, uh, at least initially, right. And I think they're rewritten by um, some African American actors and writers to kind of reimagine them into the culture. Right. He he gave them a a list, a, or a, not a list, but a, a, a structure, right, and said, "Build. You can build this out into the universe." And that he plays Rocky inside the universe they've built. Very clearly that, you know, Ryan Coogler in the first film set in stone kind of the the direction this character was going to take and the and the realities he was going to live in. And it's really, really well done, especially the first one. Um But there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of the Star Wars treatment where Creed 1 follows Rocky 1 and Creed 2 follows Rocky 2.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um.
0: And so the second Creed movie is Drago's son. Of versus, course he had a yes, son. Versus, right? right. Yeah. yeah. But Dolph Lundgren, man, really sells what has become of uh, Ivan Drago because he lost. Ooh. And it's really good. And Creed goes, you know, uh, his name is not Apollo. It is Adonis just so you know Creed K goes nah. through quite a life change also in this film and it's like really good really 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 good i thought the boxing is also really good for filmmaking if you're into that that's good nice i mean it's not really done well usually so it much like there the have original, been a lot
3: of pretty Relatively honored boxing movies in the last not that long, right? Wasn't the uh, that one with Mickey O'Rourke? Is that his name? That's the wrestler. The wrestler. Sorry. Mm, yeah. And then a Million Dollar Baby is the boxing one.
0: Yeah, there's not I a lot of a ton of boxing in Million Dollar Baby for t- runtime. Got it. I think the um, best. What? I was just going to throw out Cinderella Man. Cinderella Man. Good movie. Boxing, not so good. Sure. Uh, I didn't actually see that movie, so I don't know. uh, What's the other one with Marky Mark? Uh,
3: No good boxing in that one. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah,
0: not so great on the boxing in that one. But, you know, they had the same principles that Sylvester Stallone went through, which was you're going to take the hits and that's the acting. Right. You know? Yep. And the guy that they got to play Drago's son is like a... He's really, really big, you guys. Like, as as you would expect, like an is actual it? heavyweight boxer, and he dwarfs Michael B. Jordan. The physicality—it's kind of gross. How well, big how much the guy bigger? Is.
2: How much bigger was Dolph than
3: Stallone? Uh, uh like two and a half feet. Taller? I was gonna say, I was gonna say, at the time, just like two feet taller. I don't know about like width, but. Uh, He's still much taller as both of them have become old men
0: and a little bit on the stooped posture. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Anyway, that was a tangent about boxing because now it's Mando's turn. He's going to punch his way out of the corner, I think. And I want to mention here the strength of the Mandalorian. Remember when Michael's talking about this, these episodes are not 52 minutes. No. In many cases you watch them and you're like, "Wow, that was really
2: good." And you look down and it's only been 35. Yeah, two only two out of the five are longer than 40 minutes. Go. <laughs> um so I was going to say that it is it is everything that was great about having a space western from Firefly but set in the Star Wars universe.
3: And a little more serious in tone. Hmm. I like a good space western. Yep.
2: because I'm, I'm trying to think about it. And just about every episode has had some sort of scene that I have seen in a western.
0: Huh. I didn't think That's about that. That's very
3: Star it? Wars, though, right? It like, is like, very Star
0: Wars. Because it's...
3: It is,
2: yes. It, you know, Star Wars
0: pulled from a lot of Akira Kurosawa tradition... Which mm-hmm. Westerns mm-hmm. also pulled, right? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So there's that, you know, one man stand against the et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Wait, I don't want to get too much
2: into. Yeah. And I mean, that that was just so we've watched all five of them that are out at this point. <laughs> um, and like this most recent episode was called The Gunslinger. That was a literally a Western movie. It was a misleading title.
0: What are the – are all the titles kind of Western? I know one of them was no, The Sin.
2: There was The Sanctuary. There the was sanctuary. The Kid. I guess yeah. The Kid could could be interpreted as a sort of Western-esque. Yeah, maybe.
0: Maybe. I,
3: I can't tell you about the good puns in the Watchmen sh- episode titles because the last one has a amazing pun, but it gives away a thing, and I can't tell you about it. Oh.
0: Well, everyone's seen I'm sorry. Mean, seen the
3: memes from the
0: Mandalorian. You can't. Yeah, I that. was going to say
2: it's not really a spoiler at this point to talk about Baby Yoda. The baby, the baby, tridactyl. Are they? Your tri- tri- is that the name? Well, no, that's the what the species it has been called by, by whom? Because I had heard there was no actual species name. There's no official name, but that tridactyl? is the sort of fan. Yeah, so for the three fingers. Yuck. No, thank. Was you. that?
3: Was that in the Star Wars Legends?
2: No,
0: it's not anywhere in actual. No, Star Wars. I think
2: it's an it's a fan thing.
3: Oh, it's not like an EU thing. I'm really no.
2: almost certain there's
0: no real name for Yoda's species.
3: There
2: is.
0: There is not.
3: Um, that's good because that's a bad name. Yeah.
0: yeah, tridactyl is not, not what you want. So we go with baby Yoda. Yeah, better the good,
3: the good name. Why don't we just and name it,
0: the species Yoda in honor?
3: You know. Is that disrespectful then all the time to have been calling Master Yoda Master, like Master Human, (laughs) essentially? I mean, if reverse disrespect.
0: First of all, people can be named a lot of things that are similar to people, right? Like human, or you know, or at least uh, maybe you're right. Maybe it is disrespectful because I'm thinking about like dog. People call people dog, you know? Yeah, dog, not, not people. I mean, people yeah, call yeah. dogs dog. Yes. Okay, that's like a species thing. Although the species is ca- this is this is too far. I've gone way <laughs> too far.
3: Ah, now we're talking about we're the Watchmen universe. universe. I don't, I've gone too <laughs> far.
0: This all is all of a sudden. It's rails. about racism. Uh, oh <laughs> no. Oh no. Save, save me. Shoot your little uh,
2: Mandalorian uh, lasso and get me out of here, Michael. But for one thing, I'll say the production value uh, is off the charts in every one of these episodes.
1: Better than the movies.
2: Yeah, you know what? For what? For what? For what it is? For it just being a TV show, it might be. Like I should say, especially for it being a TV show, dude. They built a whole Moss Eisley for this thing. Yeah, they did.
0: I mean, that's good. They CG'd I mean, planets for those movies and they built
3: Ole Moss Isley for
0: this. I'm
1: just saying. I
3: mean, it turns out that practical effects are always better. See Mad Max Fury Road above every action movie. See Horner <laughs> calling Jon
0: Favreau a coward.
3: I just mean, like, you know, let's talk about good action movies Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> Oh, man. And let's talk about every other action movie this century, almost, that hasn't
0: <laughs> been as good. Yep. All right. Oh. Uh, characters. I- Fan-fascinating characters. Yes.
2: Um, most I'm of which- hoping. I'm hoping that some of the characters that they have introduced show up again, because it- they've... They've had some really good ones, but it's just been, besides Carl Weathers, it's just been episodic at this point.
0: It really feels like they're building an ensemble slowly.
2: Yes. Like, they're introducing people and giving them a little bit of backstory, and then they'll they'll sort of loop them back in later.
1: Yeah.
0: I really feel like they could have titled it The Adventures of Baby Yoda, but that would have been a spoiler.
2: (laughs) Yes. Sure, yeah they uh they in fact are behind on selling merchandise because they didn't want to even leak the idea of baby Yoda being a thing before the show debuted smart i
3: old, old love smart. that they I, I love that they take the spoiler issues seriously there yeah where a lot of tv shows would just put the merch out they're like yeah no we're going to we're going to wait and lose money intentionally so that when baby Yoda becomes the meme that we know him to be we can get all the sweet money later yeah
2: right, and just well, cuz that that moment the reveal moment is is so good if you if you have no idea that it's coming i was amazed by how
0: comfortable uh i can't remember his name the actor that plays the mandalorian was in that suit of armor which is very probably very awkward to act in all the time is it kind of freeing though so you don't have to see his face you could you could imagine i would think that someone would just seem stiff in that type of helm that helmet is not an easy one probably to wear around
1: oh you yeah it's, it's probably really hard vision. to see out of really hard
0: yeah so like you know you have to imagine that he's trying to act like he doesn't have restricted vision because in the show he doesn't but eesh. Anyway, yeah. um, I don't want to jump hey, in the middle of this one, but... I Pedro Pascal, that's... Pedro Pascal, i he deserves a shout-out, yes. Yes, he has done a great job. Very good. Anyway, also Werner Herzog. <laughs> I think you both got cut, and neither trainer could stop the bleeding, so we have to call the fight. Oh, man. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Sorry. Rip. No, oh, well, it happens. At least it Anyways. was the undercard. To the rest of this episode of We Were Gamers, a podcast about games, kinda. <laughs> now that we got everyone warmed up. Yeah. Games adjacent. Game adjacent, yeah. There are Star Wars games. There might be a Watchmen game.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, not that unlikely. Wouldn't be good. It was hard enough for them to make these T V show in the movie. I'm sure it's not easy enough to get rights for the uh, games.
0: I don't think it was hard to make that movie. I mean Oh. Scribbled it out with a crayon, probably.
3: (laughs) I mean, you just took the pages and you're like, well, let's do this. And then just ignore the whole themes and meanings and (laughs) stuff. Makes it really easy, I think.
0: (laughs) Oh, gosh. Don't
3: watch that movie. Don't watch that movie.
0: It's not good. It's so bad. It's not good. I almost walked out of the theater when uh, uh, Hallelujah came on. You know the scene, scene I'm talking scene. about.
3: I know the scene.
0: God. I, I mean, I know that it's in the, the comic, but there's some stuff that you could just leave out. And also, if you really want to do it, there's no reason to put Hallelujah in there. You know what I mean?
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You. I'm sorry to have cursed you with this knowledge again that you knew and had forgotten, Michael.
0: Yeah, that scene. Yeah. Welcome back. I think about it monthly. Maybe. <laughs> That's almost. too often. I'm too, too sorry. Often. I mean, it just... It's almost offensive how bad that movie is. You know, like yes. I try not to rag. I know how hard it is to make stuff, but like someone somewhere in that process should have uh should have Sonic the Hedgehog that thing.
3: It, I don't think it would have been savable. I, the problem is that the it feels like the people who wrote and shot that movie misunderstood what the source material was saying entirely. And that yeah. just makes it not not feasible.
0: Well, that's where you get the idea that Rorschach might be a good guy, right? Exactly, yes. Sure, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Games, 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 games. Uh we should talk about them because Battlegrounds had a big update, and I know two of us have been playing it. Michael, we still haven't got you on the bandwagon yet. Someday, maybe soon, because I think today it's
2: out of beta?
3: No. No? Next week? Not yet. Tomorrow, as of this recording, the Descent of Dragons uh, set releases the next card set.
1: Okay, so the which will then
3: yes, December tenth, which will then allow you and the rest of us to purchase packs with gold. Which means we can
0: have three heroes finally. Yes, yeah.
3: Uh, I'm not sure how long they plan to continue the beta tag on, on it. Okay. But they're talking about probably another month or two or something like that. But yeah. there will be a, obviously a lot more people getting into Battlegrounds now that they have more access uh, to stats and all that stuff. Oh, and the beta version of the stats has rolled out. Apparently. I have not looked at those. Have you looked at them? Don't have enough packs. Ah,
0: copy that. I didn't know if you pre purchased. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. That but means in, I only have till uh, tomorrow to decide if I want to pre purchase packs? Probably, yes.
1: It's a joke.
0: For those of you that know that I quit Hearthstone like two and a half
3: years ago. Yeah, just use your gold <laughs> and buy up to at least, what is it, 20, I think, to get the... Uh,
0: yeah, I have enough gold and free packs to have like over 40 at this point, if I
1: want. Okay. To.
3: Anyway, that should be fun. Uh, they made a bunch of changes to the minions and stuff, though. They added a few new heroes. Uh, they added some new... They rotated some old ones out. Man,
0: can we talk about King
2: Burgle? Bur-
3: His name is King Begurgle, and he is the god of murlocs. I <laughs> <And laughs> he's and your god, god now too. Game, yeah, yeah.
0: That card. Okay, we're going to get it a little deep on Hearthstone here for a minute. Sorry, Michael. Go for it. That card should not be discoverable off of a tier three
3: minion. Yeah, that's the real problem with him. Actually, I think the card is great as is, except for the fact that that Murloc that discovers a Murloc can find him. Terrible. Similarly, that Murloc shouldn't be able to find Nightmare Amalgam, because Nightmare Amalgam is too good. I'm okay with it being able to find Nightmare Amalgam. You have to commit
0: nine coins to getting a Nightmare Amalgam that way. Hmm? What? Three. No, you have to buy a Murloc. Hold on. You have to buy a Murloc. You have to buy the Discover, and then you have to, well, I guess six. It's right? six, six, yeah.
3: Six.
1: Six One coins. One Merlock before him, to get then him, and an then amalgam. get Amalgam.
0: Versus rolling
3: three times. Yeah. Uh, so. The, it eh. is a, uh, the problem is that Nightmare Amalgam really, the access to Nightmare Amalgam determines whether you're going to have a really good game or just a like okay also, game also you're a tear up from nightmare amalgam
0: at that point so good luck discovering it if nine of them are already out of the pool oh
3: the, the discover i don't think
0: yep. pulls, from pulls the it does pull from the pool
3: oh uh, dude uh hmm i don't know if i believe that because man it is sometimes you discover some stuff through that thing well I, <laughs> through other discoverers I, I, too that seem to just like pull stuff from there's wherever
0: There's no way how could you not discover out of the pool they can't just add extra cards to the game. I mean, they could. It seems like it would be a bad idea. Yeah. But anyway. Game, game I, design, you can't add extra the, cards like that. There's
3: no way. The point is, okay, he's able to sc-
1: discover <laughs> minions
3: from, like, what is it, Two? he's a tier five or yeah, tier four?
0: He's tier five, but but by the time yeah. you hit tier three and you're discovering him... Half the nightmare amalgams are out of the game. Most people have at least one or two murlocs on their board. Two or three opponents probably have gone murloc, which means he's easy to find because he's low. He's got a ton of people in the pool.
3: Out of the pool, there aren't that, right? There aren't that many of them in the pool to start with, though. There's he's less than tier and five, less as, which means as there's as go nine. The, as you go up the thing. Yeah.
0: If there, he's tier five, so there's nine of them. I think. Or is that tier six that there's nine?
3: I don't remember. Anyway. It, it, the numbers aren't important. The point is that he's ludicrously powerful if you grab him as soon as you hit tier three, which is definitely what people are doing. Uh and then basically just run away with their gigantic Murloc horde uh <laughs> from tiers one and two. Yeah. Ugly. Yeah. It gets sick. Uh, I will say the most fun I've ever had in a battlegrounds match. Uh, one of the new heroes, Rafam. Have you played uh, Rafam, Andrew? Were you okay? So you spend a
0: coin, and then the yeah. first minion you kill during battle you get as a card, which means you always at least make your money back.
3: Yes. In fact, you gain two gold because a minion in theory costs three, and you're saving two instead mm-hmm. of buying it. But if you you get a minion for free and you play it and you sell it, it's you know it's equal, right? Right. So, depending on what minion you get. Uh, however, you know, it's always really popular, or it has been at least, to create, like, two really big amalgams. hmm And then
0: people uh, don't realize they're playing refam in their next round and leave them in the front? Uh, or, well, if
3: you make them or taunt, taunt or them. something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I intentionally taunted my amal- my second amalgam so that he had no choice but to hit a taunted amalgam. <laughs> And combined his two taunted amalgams into one taunted amalgam. Because I oh. gave him the third. Oh. <laughs>
0: oh. Oh. That's nasty.
3: So, is mean. Uh, and that so means- now he only had one. And now my poison guys ran over his army the next turn and I got first place. <laughs> oh.
0: Okay. So uh, when you play Rafam, here's a pro tip, people that are playing Rafam. Make sure that you have a big cleave minion so that you pop the thing next to the nightmare amalgam. As your first kill. Because usually people put a brand there. And that means you keep getting brands instead of uh, yeah, that's this trick good. that JJ just loses lose
3: to the game. Or, you know, right? in the very late game, yeah, you don't need a copy of their card probably, right? Like getting whatever their thing is is less also, likely to help also you. Also true, yes. I've
0: seen I, – I do watch often at night when I'm getting ready – you know, to like shut down for the evening mentally. I watch other people play and most of the pro players stop using that reform thing towards the end of the game because people are playing against you and they know what you're going to do and they're just going to give you a bad minion. So,
3: Yeah, it's too likely that they're going to give you like a 1-1 Murloc or something that Mm -hmm. is just going to make your hand worse. So, yeah. (laughs) Because you can't Uh, just keep playing and selling cards at that point in the game either. Right, especially when it's just 1v1, right? You know what they have, you know what you have. You're going to try and best you can to outplay them uh so yeah don't so that's a pro tip when you get late game maybe stop using reform's ability it's amazingly powerful early and middle but like later on you gotta if people know how to play against reform which it feels like a lot of people don't <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah you can get pretty high i gained like 500 points or something in two games i don't think sylvanas is that good
1: you can 500
3: point hold on time out yeah what yeah, I got like two firsts in a row and I gained wow. like almost five hundred points. Crazy. Uh it but yes, Sylvanas, I agree with you, is not that good.
0: <laughs> Why would you want to sell your thing for nothing? You know what I mean? Like yeah, the coin exactly. is
3: better than the one one ish. The only purpose of it is to sell the token minions to yeah. get the one one kind of, but then you have to have one and what if you didn't get one and you just got like a Wrath Weaver or something instead, and that's not that great. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, the battlegrounds
3: update was interesting.
0: The new heroes are fun. That Marlock's got to get dealt with. It's too good.
3: There's quite a few things they need to deal with. Beast is uh, amalgam bad needs now. to be, um, well, yes, and amalgam needs to be fixed. It's too powerful. It determines too much of the game. It needs to be a one-one. Yeah, and like a tavern tier higher.
0: <laughs> tavern tier 3-1-1. One, one. That's. Kind of like, dude. Wow. You would still you would still
3: buy it though, wouldn't you?
0: I would. I I kind of think maybe it just gets removed.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Or or they need to add more minions that are multiple tribes, but maybe just like two tribes instead of everything. Oh, it was like Mech Merlock or Mech, Mech, this, Demon. Mech
0: yeah. yeah, something like that. That
3: mm. that is the thing they need to be doing. Mech in Mech Demon would change Demon quite a bit. Yeah, exactly. See, that's the stuff they need to be doing, and I think. Having one that is just literally the best of all worlds because it's everything is the problem.
0: They're getting close, though. Tuning down Murloc, tuning up Beast again, and tuning way up uh, Demon. I yeah. think, honestly, Wrathweaver
3: is a trap. Oh, it super is. It's good early, and then by, like, the middle of the game, you want to sell it because it's going to kill you.
0: It's going to kill you. Yeah, and, like, so it's not great early. You're just dealing yourself, da- you know? Like, it's
3: not- no, no, it, it's worth it early just to keep you in the game so you don't just lose to people that flooding you with murlocs. <laughs> but I wouldn't play it past, you know, like, once you get to tier 3 and you get, like, Imp Gang Boss or Void Lord or whatever, you gotta get rid of it, for sure.
2: Yeah.
0: Alright. Battlegrounds. Uh, What else are people playing?
3: Michael?
2: Uh, So, I started playing a game that was once upon a time on my, uh, steam wishlist. And then no longer I, I re well, I removed it a while ago. Um, in part because the early reviews were kind of mixed on it. And in part, because it was just never seeming to come out. Like the, the date on it was always coming soon. Oh, no. Uh, so I finally just removed it from my wish list and in paring it down. And then it popped up on the um, December Humble Monthly Bundle. <laughs> oh. So maybe good that I never actually picked it up. Hmm. Um, but it is called Chasm. Okay. And it is a um, procedurally generated uh, platformer.
1: Oh interesting. Wow. so okay. it's
2: a little bit like it is it's kind of metroidvania style um but at the beginning of the game you are randomly generated a seed code and that seed code determines how the entire dungeon of the game is shaped uh, and so if you it's it's one of those things where if you and someone else enter the same code you'll be playing the same dungeon Common nowadays for procedurally
0: generated games, especially platformers too, because or like, you know, these, uh, randomizer runs and stuff like that. So people can play against each other.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Spelunky started that trend. And then now like everyone is like, oh yeah, this is like good. Spelunky, by the way, really fun game. Yes. Post review.
1: Review. (laughs) Continuing a trend. Yep.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? Worth the wait? Yeah, it's been fun. Um, I played several hours worth of it um, over the weekend. It's not, I don't get the sense that it's a super long game. Um, I think it, so it tracks how much of the map you've explored. And I think in in four hours of playtime, it says I've explored a quarter of the map already. Um, So not a super long game. Um but it does it does do a good job of um, <clears throat> you know that that metroidvania style of you explore an area and find you can only make your way through so much of it until you find the ability or the power up that gives you access to more parts of the game I think based on your
0: description of what they've accomplished here i'm not surprised it was delayed,
2: yeah yeah there's there's kind of a lot going on,
3: yeah the the ways to do that procedural generation such that it would know, oh, I have to stop here and like move these rooms so that you can like, oh, I need the double jump or whatever for this stuff like that's a that seems like a tough thing to get right
2: yeah there's there's a whole lot of of gating off areas with abilities um, that w- would have to be carefully done so that you don't get stuck.
3: Yeah. That's the thing where like why those Metroidvania games are so fun to explore because they all are kind of handcrafted in a lot of these cases because it would be so easy just to be like, oh, you can't get past this room, now you're stuck, right? Yep.
2: Yeah, and there's a good I'm, um, you know, there are, you can set your difficulty level and I'm just I started out on the normal difficulty. There's a really good balance of um where the save rooms and warp rooms are placed um so you don't you don't feel like the save rooms are everywhere so you're just constantly at at full health um there are definitely times where it's a long stretch of i don't know and the p- part of this is because it's procedurally generated i don't know where the next save room is going to be and how far i have to go and my health is getting low Huh. Yeah. So it actually it makes it feel like like something of a challenge, which is good. That is kind of cool.
0: I'll be curious to see once you explore 100% how hard it was to do versus a non-procedural one, you know, like did you yep. run into anything where you're like,
2: "Uh, this is really hard," you know? Yep. Uh I do like I like their map implementation, um which is always a big thing in in these style games. Um, it's pretty simple, but it lets you, um, it lets you toggle between the different areas, regardless of where you are. So you can sort of look back at different maps and remind yourself, oh, I need to go back and look at this. And, um, you can drop, I don't know if you can drop more than one, but you can drop a marker on the map, uh, as a reminder of, I definitely need to to come back to this spot.
1: Everyone, um, and, and
2: it, it does, does map toggle, yeah. Maps and it does important. give you a little uh, <laughs> a little dot in rooms where there's an item. Oh, oh nice. Okay. Which pre- is both it's it's good and bad, right? Because there are times when you'll be you'll be two areas away, and you'll get a new ability, and then you won't remember why you couldn't get at the treasure that is represented by a dot. So you'll trek all the way back, only to realize, yeah, I didn't get this ability.
0: Oh, uh. Gosh. Well,
2: but that's mm. part of the game.
0: Yeah, yeah. Eh, it doesn't I'd rather have an item dot on my map than not, you know. Exactly. Yeah. The the pluses outweigh the minus. I've done plenty of things where I've had scrap pieces of paper sitting on my desk for a month or two for a
3: game where it's like these are notes. Don't mm-hmm. lose them. Yep. A33 or whatever has something and then uh-huh. so does B75 and right. Yada. No or thank make you. Make you, make yourself the the paired excel sheet if oh, you're really man.
2: dedicated. Excel. Come on.
0: Scrap paper that you lose so you get really frustrated is the way.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is the way. I'm, the true the, we were gamers way. This is the way.
0: Michael, thank you. <laughs> yes. Which is your favorite quote
2: between those two? I have spoken or which is this is the way? I, I think I said to my wife when he, when they first said, this is the way, that this is the way is the new I have spoken. <laughs> oh, okay. I gotcha. All right. All right. That's fair. Oh, my, um,
1: hmm.
0: It's getting towards the end of the year. Pretty soon, hopefully, JJ this year as well. Uh, unless you're planning another honeymoon that we don't know about. I think I, did I space out. What what are we talking about? I said we're getting <laughs> towards the end of the year. Yes. And this year, unless JJ's is planning on going on another honeymoon, <laughs> no. Uh, Sadly, we're, we're probably getting to the point that uh, we got to start thinking about our what we did last year was our experience of the year, right? Like,
1: I picked. Oh, yeah, I picked right. getting
0: a switch, and Michael picked uh, 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 that game, the Mech one, the Mech one. Yeah. Into the Breach. Into the Breach. And we combined mm. them into you should get a Switch and play Into the Breach. Um, I almost wanted my thing for this coming year to be playing Smash Brothers because it was such a revelatory thing for it to have such an in-depth first player. But then I heard that it was actually the anniversary of Smash Brothers this year. Yeah, I (laughs) just saw that just over the weekend last week. It feels like a this year game because it was so long that it dragged into this year, but it was from last year. So I kind of wanted to talk about it for a minute since it can't be my this year's experience and do like a one year recap on that thing. I don't know. Did you play
3: it a bunch this year? I did. It could be this year's thing. (laughs) It feels like cheating. Hmm. Okay. Okay. you're making the rules for yourself here
0: you totally have that be a thing it's my rule for me you guys can do it if you want to okay uh tell me about smash andrew i don't need to tell you too much about smash that i haven't talked about before but i am surprised that a year into this game it's getting as much if not more support than it had at the beginning like near the front There's a lot of balance changes and patching and fixes and stuff like that, but it took them three months, I think, to even announce their DLC plans, which is why it feels like a this year game, because in January or February, they came out with the, hey, there's going to be five fighters and five content packs with five this five, you know, like all that stuff. And the fifth one hasn't even dropped yet. They haven't even said who it's going to be. And we're three weeks from the end of the year, so... I was amazed that after having spent 70 hours on the single player, I still have about 40 plus hours of other stuff I've done in that game. And looking back on it this year, uh, which would be like spirit board and classic mode where you just take the fighter through five fights, right? Um, mm-hmm. Challenges, achievements, things like that that have held my attention this long It's kind of crazy. And they're always adding... Uh, monthly, I think, ish. Whenever there's is a big game release or something, they add in new spirits, so you gotta go back and get them if you really want them. And I-, I am amazed that they took... It's, it's very clear that this is their marquee title for the Switch, and it's gonna continue to be into next year, at least. That's good. So it just... sounds like what you call a live game. No? Do you count paying for their online service as a live game fee? I don't because everybody else charges that too.
3: Uh, I just more meant that the constant updates and the dripping out a character here and there is literally the same that like Street Fighter 5 has done for six or eight years at this point.
0: Maybe they learned some lessons. (laughs) I I don't really pay attention to the fighting game scene outside of, I mean, you're more in that vein of Evo
3: and all that. Right. Well, that's that's what I mean, is that they have treated it like a fighting, like a, a real fighting game in the way that Capcom treats them, which is to say that they're going to get you to pay a bunch more times <laughs> to get more characters <laughs> because they're not releasing a new one until all the characters are out for this one. And then you got to get all the characters and then they release the ultimate edition that mm-hmm. has the characters included for a price that's cheaper, but you already got all of them part melee. And so you want to buy it and then it, they don't go anyway. Yeah. Got Live game.
0: Okay. <laughs> but, you know, I, the it's a it, shocker for Nintendo for me, of having watched, you know, like... But it doesn't have to be a bad Smash thing, right? Like,
3: you're game. having a good time with it, right? You like these new characters, you've been playing them, you, you're oh, yeah. getting your money's worth yeah, for what you're fun. paying. It's good. I'm not anywhere near that good with any of the characters, but they're all fun.
1: <laughs>
3: so. It keeps the competitive scene interesting because they keep introducing new stuff, which shuffles I think up a the lot game. of the
0: competitive people don't like the last one they just added. Actually, Terry Oh, no one in any competitive scene ever likes the
3: new thing.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I guess Terry adds in kinda like Ken and Ryu, you can do Street Fighter combos, but or the Fatal Fury in this case, right? Fatal Fury combos. Yes. But his combos are uh quote unquote too
3: easy. I don't know what the heck that means. Terry's inputs weren't, like, a Hadouken. They were, Uh, was like, down back forward or something. I don't remember what it was. I
0: think so, is the implication there. I don't know. I, I think that it's a strong enough thing to say. A year into Smash Bros, yeah, you know, maybe wait until the fifth fighter drops. But even if you're not into fighting, if you have a Switch, you probably should play that game. At least once. Sounds good to me. Okay, that was my
3: tirade about the year of Smash. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like that's great. You had a great time playing a game that you clearly love. And <laughs> now I get to
0: stop talking about it. It has been supported. <laughs> it's a year old. It's been. It's still supported. It's good. It's good.
2: All right. Um, but, uh, yeah. Stay. Stay tuned for our uh, favorite moment of the year. Oh yeah. Our favorite that, thing of the
0: year. Favorite favorite things of the year.
2: I think yeah. We'll J J and I might have at least one in common. Oh really? possible hmm
0: my favorite thing not favorite thing of this year has been shoveling gravel that's my least favorite thing of the year preview oh yeah well side side moment of homeowner's minute i don't want to get too into it that's
3: extremely in the vein of this
0: podcast it's not a side thing that's literally (laughs) okay okay, but the homeowner's
3: minute usually
0: has been at the front so it feels wrong to put it here
3: but put it wherever we darn well please.
0: I, there's a big project. I don't mm. want to talk about it till it's done cuz I don't want to jinx that it actually is successful in its completion going on at the house. But because of that, I have to move some stuff in my yard around and like and you know, I'm w- there's a, a pride in saying like I did that at my house is part of it. There's also a pride in saying I didn't pay somebody to do that simple task at my house. You know, mm-hmm. but like when you're about a thousand pounds into 1500 pounds of gravel, it it's a lot of pounds. To, it starts to weigh on your hands a little bit and they're kind of sore today. Eh? Anyway, my least I, favorite thing of the year, shoveling gravel. I was,
3: I was trying to come up with a heavy wears the crown thing, but it's not really a crown heavy, carrying it. heavy like- lands,
0: the gravel on thy boots. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or hands. In this case, gloves. Heavy lands the gravel on that gloves. There you go. Ow. There you go. All right. I did it. Dumb. Now my hands hurt. I know. <laughs> you're, not, you're sitting there stretching them, aren't you? I am. <laughs> uh-huh. You're doing the little uh, finger steeple to stretch out your uh, carpal tunnel? Yeah, I was thinking about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Rubbing your thumbs. That's it's happening. I got all the listeners, too. I guarantee it. That yeah, almost certainly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do we have any other games before we grab a quick component class here at the end of this podcast preview?
3: Let me. I know I talked about it a little bit last week, but I want to talk about BattleTech a little more. Oh God! You even, can test. Ta- we can good.
0: cancel the rest of the podcast and just. <laughs> talk No,
3: about no, no. It. We, we, got, we got other that. stuff. Does it have the, a good map? Yeah, yeah. It's a
0: big. Does map. it have a good they, map toggle?
3: They. Uh, it has. They added a bunch <laughs> of filters in the latest update. And so, there's ways to, like, sort the planets. That's a toggle. And, and see, like, oh, this one has missions of this level, and this one has higher ones, and this world has these things. And that, Does it tell that you if stuff.
0: there's a flashpoint mission?
3: Is that a toggle? Absolutely. is extremely obvious by a little flashing light dot oh, that tells you to go there. Flashpoint. Got it. Yeah. Uh, I did a couple flashpoints. I, I started a mercenary career uh, after I realized that I wasn't going to be able to play any of the flashpoints until after the campaign.
0: Okay, so... Just to clear that up for Michael and others, uh, there's a main story to this game. There's, like, story mode. And then after story mode, you get to just
3: kind of keep playing. It is called the campaign,
1: right? Uh Yeah. Yeah. And Mm
3: -hmm. at the end of the campaign, it kind of open-ends itself, and you can just run and keep playing.
0: But you've played the
3: campaign, and the campaign basically gives you infinite money. It's not infinite, but it is easy to make money in the campaign. The story Uh missions are generous.
0: Yes. So there's another mode for people of uh, the mech commander era where you want to just feel strapped for cash like a real mercenary?
3: Here, play (laughs) this. Uh, It is also intended after you have played the story campaign, so you kind of know how stuff works. It just basically starts you with the ship and a few starter mechs. And it's like, here you go. Here's the world. Have fun, buddy. Good luck. Uh, And... While that is fun for a while, just doing the randomly generated contracts, they did a bunch of new contracts in some of the DLC that weren't there when I first started that mode. And they really add a lot of spice, different mission varieties, different settings. Uh, That stuff has been really fun. The flashpoints feel like the story missions of your mercenary career. Are they unique? Uh, I believe they are. Are. there are parts of them that are like randomly generated, but the each one is individual.
0: Okay, so there's like a sub, it's like a subplot or something like that. To so
3: you will go to a flashpoint, right? It's, it's a contract. It's open. You can go there and you pick it up. You start it, and it basically has a cutscene with the people on your ship. They talk. There's a setup. There's a you know like a, an intro to whatever you're going to do. You have a mission, and then after your mission, uh, you'll come back to the ship. Or maybe not in some cases. And there will be more discussion among the crew members. There will be a twist. There will be another mission that follows on. Maybe you'll have time to repair in between. Maybe you won't. And, you know, things will go forward from there. Cool. So it's deep. Yeah. uh, The couple that I have done so far have only had like two or three missions involved in them. I don't know if there are any that go longer than that. But let me tell you, the ones that have back-to-back deployments and don't let you repair in between... Really hard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The hard lot not to lose a pilot, basically, right?
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, And of course, you know, in the mercenary career settings, you can set all kinds of things like the Iron Man mode that doesn't let you roll back to earlier saves, permanent death on your mech guys, and all kinds of stuff if you want to turn that stuff on to have like a really challenging experience. Um, I will say it is not that tough to make money in that mode. However, the problem is choosing to make a bunch of money means that you are going to be constantly using mechs for quite a while. Um so if you're trying to gain a bunch of like, okay, I don't want to be using these bad light mechs. I want something more fun. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're gonna accidentally strap yourself for money. Whoops. Uh by by getting greedy. Yeah. I definitely got people killed doing stuff like that. It's like, oh I just wanna I just want to get this guy down so I can harvest him for parts. Hmm. No, just one more shot and his leg will fall off and everything will be good. No, he killed my guy. <laughs> The struggle uh, yeah anyway BattleTech is still really good and uh i'm gonna keep playing that probably does it run better now uh there are more options with regards to that stuff uh just remember uh, the load times a-
0: being egregiously long
3: uh they're still there for sure oof um i don't know that i like i don't know what you consider egregious uh but there there definitely are still load times and stuff But I'm running the game in borderless window now, and so, like, I can just watch Netflix on the side, and that's that's pretty good. You know, loading from save before kind of took, like, three or four minutes. Mm.
0: That kind of stuff. I don't feel like it took that long. Yeah, it was pretty bad at the beginning. But, you know, this this is also almost a year old now, I think.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. The the thing that takes a long time, I feel, is anytime you get to a new planet and you click on the contract screen it takes a while to generate all of the missions that are going to show up Ah. there. And so everything kind of like hitches while it's like generating contracts. Yeah. There's a lot of
0: hitching. That's a good, that's a good way to describe it.
3: There's also, if you get too close to the screen, a weird like graininess over the screen. And I don't know what that is. It might be my monitor or something, but I can see it if I get too close and I move back and all of a sudden it fades away.
0: Hmm. How close are we talking JJ?
3: I don't know. Close.
0: Like you need glasses close?
3: I, mean, I wear I wear glasses. I know so. you.
0: I mean, but like maybe you need bifocals.
3: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, I just got a new prescription, so it's not that. Just it
0: wondering is... why we're so close to our
1: screen.
3: <laughs> no, it it is. You know, I mean, like a, I don't know, good eighteen, nineteen inches, twenty inches, something like that. Uh, that's too close. <laughs> the uh, I sit at a desk. The monitor is on the desk. What do you want me to do?
0: It's weird. Never Arms seen length away. Hmm. I wonder if it's a film effect. Odd.
3: Yeah. Uh, And I keep, I looked online to see if like, can I turn off this film effect? And people are like, what do you mean film effect? So I'm like, what? (laughs) Extremely (laughs) obvious what I'm talking about. But so, I don't know. Anyway. I mean, you um, ask
0: the internet a question. Literally the first answer to every question asked on the internet is, you don't know what you're talking about or no one, I don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, well, then why did you answer?
3: Anyway. I like Battletech. It's fun. Uh, that, that... It, mm, okay, let's talk about
0: Battletech. I don't want to... I just... We, that behavior has existed since we were on trading forums for war, for Warcraft cards, or uh, Warlord cards.
1: Mm-hmm. And you're mm-hmm.
0: like, how does this get played? It's, it says it on the card. Clearly, I have a question beyond the words that I can read myself.
3: Yeah. It is the, like... The internet uh, tendency to tell people, "No, you're wrong. I'm right," before, before even gonna, like yeah. even actually having any kind of discussion. All yeah. right. Well, you mentioned monitors; those are good.
0: We're not going to talk about them today, though. <laughs>
3: ah, <laughs> right, you
0: gotcha. Bam. I should let's component. Let's component it up. I have a. There's a lead in for this. There's a reason we're doing component class, guys. It was Black Friday. Yeah, it was. It was. I got a keyboard. I made the I made the commitment to try a new keyboard because I think we talked a lot. We we did it in depth on keyboards, even though I didn't have nope. one to talk about. Right? Yeah, we we talked about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So my current keyboard is Cherry Blacks, which are an odd key choice for a lot of people. Yep, I think. Um. And for a while, I debated just getting new keycaps to see if my problems of popping keys and certain things would go away. But like we said before, there's really no way to try other keyboards unless you buy a keyboard if you're in the mechanical variety. So I decided to try out another keyboard to see if the key feel is part of the problem and then decide on the keycaps later. Uh, We talked about keycaps and how there's different heights from... OEM being extremely tall to DSA being kind of low, um, different materials of key caps, et cetera. I believe we talked about
3: that. I don't know if we did or not, but anyway, it's I, not that complicated. If not, I just covered it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're done.
0: I, hold on, I'm turning around. All right. So, uh, my main goal, rep, I'm crinkling the thing. My main goal was to try out the new cherry, I think they're sil- silvers. They're speed keys, basically. Um, I'm so making they, a very
3: skeptical face over here.
0: <laughs> they they have lower activation than cherry reds.
3: I'm flipping this over. It makes a loud, crinkly sound. So that's pretty lower cool. force of activation or lower point of activation. Both. So you have to push it farther but it is easier no, to push. No no no, you push it less far. Okay, so it's a is higher push. a higher activation point
0: but less force, less nanometers of distance. Nano That's nano whatever's of distance. Do you mean to activate? I think you mean
3: newton meters
0: newton of force. Newton meters, that's what I mean. No, that's yeah. And then it's a measurement of force. The depression is less to activation.
3: Yes, the activation force. point is higher up on the key. Correct. So you press it less distance. Uh-huh. Yeah, got it. Okay. And less Newton meters of force. Got it. Yeah. square. Yeah. Okay, we got there. No, that's acceleration, Michael. Stop <laughs> that.
0: Yeah. No, this is a linear key. There's no uh, bell curve of acceleration <laughs>
3: on the key. Uh, um, and it, the f- the force required is the same. It doesn't have a a cut point and then correct. it drops. Yeah. There's no, uh, there's no
0: loss of, yeah, no. It's straight key, I believe.
3: Okay.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So, and the verdict? And Well, I haven't plugged it in yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, this is, you know, this is part two of three, I guess. But I just wanted to follow up, because I got a keyboard. So, it's the Very K70 cool. Mark II from Corsair, which had backlighting. I'm not ex- so excited about that. I'm not super into, like, lit-up keyboards. But um, it seemed to... Oh, god! Oh, it seemed to hit all the features, minus the keys looking kind of dumb because they're backlit, and they have these giant clear pieces for all the letters. They look like a toddler's letter set, where you're like, this is the letter A. You know? Rather than nice keycaps where the A is in a little letter off to the side. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, is there like in big block prints yeah, in it's, the or something? Yeah, it
0: takes up the whole key. That's my okay. current,
3: yeah, meh, uh, part of it. Not my, fa- not my favorite. Not
0: my favorite style. either. Style. Not my favorite either, but it hit the blocks of having not dedicated macro keys, but macros you could set, onboard memory if you wanted it, um, uh, volume controls, et cetera, while still hitting the price point of under 100 bucks while it was on sale and um, the new keys that they had made that I really wanted to try out. So we're going to give it a sure. shot after the build, probably put both in there and see what, which one feels better. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm sure. looking forward to hearing the results. Yeah, absolutely. Of actual and use. I'm sorry that it has to wait till then, but like I don't have time for that right now. <laughs> but uh, since we covered keyboards quite a bit in the previous pod, and we have a few minutes here, Um, I just thought this is a good time for us to component class about the fact that um, when you build your PC, you should keep in mind the things that you want to use with it, i.e., do you have external hard drives? Do you want to use a webcam? What type of headset do you want to use? Does it have a microphone? No microphone? Audio jack only? Uh, Are you going to plug in external speakers? Uh, I got this thing on Black Friday Friday called a Stream Deck. I don't know if you've heard of this.
3: That I know what, familiar. I yeah, know yeah. what it is. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Just to um, to try out. Right. It was not very expensive, and it's, uh, I
3: believe it does video
0: mixing stuff. Right. Yeah. So like you can, it's essentially a little macro board for streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of gives you the options to change stuff up. we we're kind of experimenting with that. So, I thought it was a worthwhile experiment. But, you know, if you pick a motherboard that doesn't have enough headers for the amount of stuff you want to use or the right types, this is a reminder to decide some of your peripherals in advance, right? So, like, my speakers are not USB speakers, Mm -hmm. which means I had to have the right connector for the speakers, so they would function properly. So... I don't know. I mentioned some stuff. I wanted you guys to also mention, like, what type of peripherals maybe did you knew in advance you were going to bring over from an old computer? Knew in advance you were going to use on this computer that you are on now? Stuff that people should look out for when picking peripherals. That, you know, because this is a wide world. There's no way we can cover. We're not going to do an episode on webcams. I have a Logitech. It shoots 1080p. Done. Right? You know? Anyway,
3: yeah.
2: Do you want to throw some out there, Michael? Sure. Yeah. Um. So I had a set of speakers already. Um. And like yours, Andy, they're not USB. They're the the audio jack. Spit spitiff or audio only?
0: Audio jack. Like three two. What is that? Two point five inch. Um. No. S- single plug or multiple plugs? Single plug. <laughs> okay. So the the normal audio jack. Yeah. Got it.
2: Um, also Logitech, um, a nice set, you know, two, two speakers and a sub. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And, you know, just, uh, having to make sure that the board that I got had the right connections for that. Yeah. And that's Um, one of those ones where you, okay. So like,
0: if you already have your speakers and you're bringing them over, it's easier to know in advance what connector you need. But if you don't know in advance you kind of got to think like am i going to use a headset in the times like i have speakers plugged in right i have i actually have audio engine a2s which are um kind of a crazy speaker i think actually i switched them over to usb now that i think about it they had rcas right like the red and white Mm -hmm. um connectors on the back of them. I don't actually currently have a sub because these are very deep speakers. If anybody looks them up, you'll see they're the like bookshelf type with the tweeter on top and so the oh, output's okay. the output's pretty strong already. Um you can hook them up with three different types of you can either use speaker wire or USB or RCA. And I had them on RCA for a while and I think I switched over to USB. I I'm not pulling my computer apart to find out to answer this question, but it's not important. The point being um, if you have, like, Michael's, so, like, there's a difference, right? Mine could connect three different ways before I used the also-onboard stereo mini connector, which I use for my um, my Grado headset, right? But, like, if you got the wrong board and it didn't have a stereo mini on the back of your computer for your other speakers, you'd have to keep switching jacks. Right. So yeah, this is kind of one of those moments of saying like, "Hey, just you know, think about the things you want for this for your computer." So like, Michael said, I mean, he like, already, already had his speakers, but um, and there beyond are
3: just audio, like there is you know, I mean, you speakers you're talking about USB and stuff, but like those can connect over Bluetooth now.
0: Yeah. Right. Sure. There's yeah. there but could be Your Bluetooth board may not speakers. have Bluetooth.
3: Your board may not have Bluetooth, right? You can use a sound bar, like from a TV, pair it with your computer. That kind of stuff can be done. True. Yeah, you could. You could go get Absolutely. one of those Sonos
0: soundbars or something. Mm-hmm. That stuff
3: is totally done. And there are ones made for computers now as well um, that, you know, aren't as much as those Sonos ones for your TV. Yeah. Um, but that those are options. Uh, again, I also had speakers I was bringing over. It's an older Logitech set. Um, but they use the, like... Component cables,
0: yeah. This this audio the jack,
3: green, the green and
0: purple, and, yeah, and, green yeah. And that's purple called if that, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's you an know, old I knew connection. I
3: needed to have that. Yeah, these are old speakers, so yeah. that's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, something else to think about if you want to do other stuff, like for instance, VR. I'm uh i'm I don't have one of those headsets, but I know most of them use multiple USB three ports. Right, and to work,
0: you want them on the front. Of your computer, not the back, because the cord will the cord. make your life. Yeah, work. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> However,
3: there are also now wireless versions of those systems being uh, set up. But then they also require a bunch of USB ports. So you know, I mean, it's a it's stuff to think about. Um, and of course, you know, those those VR sets are not cheap in yeah. any way, and there's some of them require rooms and all this kind of stuff. But you know, think about that stuff while you're building the computer. Yeah, and one, that's so the, the key,
0: one of the things we didn't talk about, right? Like plan your peripherals out. In advance. Not, you don't have to get it perfect, but, like, you don't have to... You
3: Just make have sure to know you it's, have, like, you know... Oh, there's, like, two, two more USB ports than I need, because there's going to be a couple things I'll want it someday. Right.
0: But, like, kind of here's something you would know in advance. Hey, I don't want any speakers because I want a headset-microphone combo. Well, that's going to be a USB port. Okay? So, find out what type of USB port and make sure it's on the front of your computer. And... That you're not also going to need it for your VR head. You know, like a lot of other thought process has to go into. uh Yeah, the, your the location bit, of
3: the ports is super important. Like being on the front versus the back makes a big difference.
0: For, makes it easier like,
3: to charge your phone off your computer if you have one on the front. Or, for instance, to make your desk into a standing desk. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, the one, I think the one that got me was moving where we are now, um, which is a place where I can't. Put holes in the walls because we rent to run cable. Was I needed a wireless card? Mm -hmm. Oh right, yeah. Yep. So you got to make you know if you if you think that you're going to run wireless, you need to make sure that you have the space on your board and a slot in the back of your Mm -hmm. uh, your box. You can also
0: get slot and wireless card.
3: Yes, you can, and you can also get ones that are USB and you plug into the front of your thing. Oh, Mm -hmm. don't do
0: that. Okay, I'm going to throw that out there. Don't do that. They're not good, but They're yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the USB throughput doesn't work the right way to give you... un So, like... In we don't worst, have time to go into this. In the worst <laughs> of examples, a internet is kind of like a fire hose, right? Oh, no. Uh-huh. Andrew. It's going to get us all the all the email, Andrew. I hope we get some email about this. <laughs> Fight me. So, the internet's kind of like a fire hose and in more <laughs> ways than one. Uh... But in this instance, data, right? Uh, USB doesn't work that way.
3: <laughs> Email Andrew at wanna, podcast you wanna, at weweregamers.com about USB why doesn't his analogy work that is way. wrong.
0: So if you want to box him about yeah, his analogy. Don't dox me for my analogy. No, my box analogy. you. I oh, want okay. to fight you, man.
3: <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> It'll be round three of the component class. All right. All right. Well, anyway,
0: don't don't do that. Plan ahead. If you think you're going to need wireless, either get a card that plugs into your board. Because you had tons of space because you decided to go for a full tower or just get a board that has it built in. If you, you know, if you know in advance, you need it. But uh, yeah, I mean, we've all been bit by peripherals, haven't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I had a a headset that would not work correctly with uh, the USB spec that was on my old computer. So that one was a bummer. I had to give away a $200 headset I got for free because it wouldn't work right. Oh. Yep.
3: Bummer.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyway, any other peripherals you guys want to mention? No? Okay. I think we kind
1: of covered it, yeah. All yeah, I think, stuff we, could, I think we nailed it. Though.
0: All right. Well, if you have peripherals you have questions about, like, hey, I'm thinking about getting some speakers, and you guys mentioned, like, 95 different connections for speakers, and you didn't go into it. Well, we could do a component class on speakers, but there's no way to know who cares about what peripherals, because most people... We'll have different ideas right there's like a million options for peripherals so shoot us an email jj where
3: uh, it's gonna be podcast at we we're, we're also mm-hmm. on the internet at we were gamers on instagram facebook twitter wherever you find we were gamers on your local podcasting app
0: nice and until later uh may the baby yoda force be with you
2: this is the way this is the